the next thing that I wanted to say was that I could feel my future self. So I literally would like close my eyes for a second and I could like feel and I could like see the future version of me. Hello and welcome to the Feminine as Fuck podcast. I'm your host, Monica Yates, a period and ICF certified women's life coach. And I help women to harness the power of their period and connect to their feminine flow. In these episodes, we will be talking about all things periods, hormones, confidence, health, food, money, sex, business, feminine flow, your brain, energy, and all the stuff that goes through our heads. You will walk away from each episode with new chicken nuggets and truth bombs, as I don't have a filter and I love talking about all the shit that people are thinking but too afraid to say. Okay, we're working now. Beautiful. Okay, so how I made a million dollars. The first thing that I want to say is, and you guys can ask questions as we go. First thing is, this did not happen overnight. This did not happen with me doing nothing. This, I do not want you guys thinking I just sat around and closed my eyes and just visioned a million dollars and it just like flopped into my lap. No, no, no. This is like hard work, like work, right? So that's the first thing. This did not happen really, really easily. This happened with flow, of course. It happened, it happened easily, Um, It didn't happen with me like burning myself out a million times, but it didn't happen with me doing nothing. That's what I want to kind of preface firstly. Hi, everyone joining. So ask questions as we go because I would love questions. The first thing was that I've always, always had a lot of self-belief in what I want to do in the future. So literally, I remember, I don't exactly know what the conversation was, but I remember one afternoon we were, I was with my family at our house in Melbourne and, um, and I just like, was I don't know whether I was talking to my dad or whether, I think I was actually deciding between like quitting uni, doing a different degree, doing a life coaching um, certification, like whatever I was doing. And I just remember, and I remember this, like where I was in the house. And I remember being like, I don't have a plan B, like literally, of course it's going to work. So if you don't have self-belief in like your future or what you want, it's not going to fucking work. You have to believe. And I will say I wasn't in this moment, I wasn't believing I'm going to have a million dollars. That was obviously going to be the byproduct. It was more about the fact that I believed that I was going to be successful and that I was going to have a successful business. So my business always has been not about, I want to make X amount of money, but it's actually more about, I want to have X amount of impact. Like the money's great, great byproduct, not complaining about that whatsoever, like welcoming it all. But like, for me, it's actually the value. So like, hence I didn't go like, that shit crazy on my Instagram when I made a million dollars, I realized it and I was like, oh wow. And it wasn't like, I'm definitely going to celebrate it once Corona's over, but it wasn't like a huge thing because one, of course it was going to happen. Like, duh. Like I, I, I'd manifested it so many times and I'd envisioned it so many times that it was almost like I'd seen it before, if that makes sense. This happened the same way with my first hundred K. I was like, huh. And it's, I always realize it when I'm like, doing something super random and like really boring. And I'm always like in the grossest outfit whenever I realize it, which is like the uncanny thing of like, people think that when you realize you make a million, you've made a million dollars, you're going to be like super like glammed up and, and whatever. And I'm always like in my trackies or something being like, huh? And like no makeup on. So that's the first thing. Like I always, I always focus on the value that I can provide and I'm focusing on the impact that my business has. And it still is the same way. Like obviously as my impact grows, I'm going to make more money and like, that's great. Um, but I'm focusing on like big picture things in terms of like, I want to do a Ted talk. I want to be in Forbes under 30. I want to have, I want to be like magazines go-to girl when it comes to like feminine stuff and trauma and periods. And I focus on that more than I focus on, um, like making a certain amount of money. So the money is the byproduct, and that's really important 
because I feel like when money sometimes is your only focus, you only see a gap between where you are now, where you want to be, and you can get very, very stuck in the how. And you don't want to be stuck in the how when you're manifesting. You want to be focused on the why. I'm just going to open the window one sec, guys. It's kind of hot. Um, so that's really important. That's really, really important that you're focused on the why, not just the how of like, how am I going to get to that amount of money? Also, if you're focusing really, really on money, that's not a bad thing by any means, but also tune into like, is it coming from my ego? Um, you know, is that going to, is that going to fulfill my ego to make X amount of money or is it coming from my soul? Cause that's also really, really important. So I always had only a plan A, like very sure. I do distinctly remember this. My parents, they always have believed in me, but like being like, okay, you're going to do like periods. Like, okay. Now they didn't not believe it was possible, but I think they were just like a little bit skeptical of how I was going to make money out of that. And then as I started focusing on my period stuff, then my money, then my business grew. And now I've been able to blend the two and have that different focus on how your subconscious affects your cycle. Um, so your self-belief is so fucking important. You cannot have a plan B. If you have a plan B, it's because you don't believe in yourself enough to succeed in plan A. The only way that you're not going to succeed in plan A is if you don't put in the resources into plan A. The resources is time, money, effort, investment, um, focused action, like energy, all that kind of stuff. That's what you need to be focusing towards plan A. And if you have a plan B, that's your safety blanket. And I actually made the conscious effort when I was, I don't know how old I was. I think I was 19. I would have been 19. I think I was 19 when I made the conscious effort of moving out of home. Pretty sure that was when I, no, it would have been when I was 20 or 21. I can't remember, whatever. I was like 20 or 21 and I realized I was like working on my business and I was working on growing it in X, Y, and Z, but it wasn't really going anywhere. And the, I realized the reason why my business at this point, which would have been like 20, 20, um, what year would that have been? I finished in 14, 15, 16. I would say 2016, 2017. Um, I realized that in my business, it wasn't progressing partially because I also wasn't, I'm just going to push these down for a second. So I don't get distracted and then I'll do answers questions partially because I had my parents as my safety blanket. Like I was still living at home. I knew that I didn't have to pay for my own bills. I didn't have to pay for my own food. I didn't have to worry about anything in terms of money. And so there was nothing really on the line to kind of kick my, kick my ass into gear and make shit happen. Now you guys know I'm not about hustle, 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 but I didn't understand how to take the aligned action without burning myself out. So that's kind of what I teach now more in Babar, especially in the beginning. I'm going to tell you to fucking work hard. I'm not going to tell you to like sit back and just manifest. You need to work hard to get where you want to go in your business, but you don't need to burn yourself out. It's about having like the right, the right kind of, um, the right way of doing it. It's about the way that you do it anyway. So, um, what was I going to say? So yeah, I had my parents as my safety blanket. I had living at home as a safety blanket. I was not pushing myself out of my comfort zone. There was nothing on the line. There was no reason why I had to make my business work. And by having to make your business work, it does kind of kick a fire up your ass and you actually making sure that you're showing up fully and like taking the aligned action, doing the things and like fucking creating the life that you want to be creating. Um, so then I decided I need to move out of home, not because I hate a home, not because of anything like that, but because I was like, 
like, this is actually not serving me. And I know as soon as I get out of home, my life is going to explode. That's what happened. Well, I had my ski accident. And then when I eventually moved out of home a few months after what I wanted to, because I couldn't walk, uh, once I was able to start walking again, kind of, I then, I still had my leg brace on, but I was fucking determined. I was like, get me, get me to Sydney. Um, I then moved to Sydney Um, And I was living in Sydney and this meant that I had to make shit work because I was paying for my own food. I was paying for my own bills. I was paying for my own clothes. I was paying for my own Ubers and transportation and mum and dad weren't paying for my food or my clothes or anything like that. I was doing it all myself and they weren't there to like give me that, that protective, you know, house where I was like, well, I know that I've got somewhere to live. I've got food to eat X, Y, and Z. So I had to make sure that my, my, my uh, survival needs were getting met. And so I really started actually working on my business. Now at this point, I still had like a little bit of a, um, I still had like a part-time job, but it was social media management and like recipe development. So, um, so that was like still, I was able to do that at home. Um, but I was working on my business. And the reason why I had that job was because I wanted to obviously make sure that I had money coming in. And I wasn't really yet making enough money to live off from my other job. But then I got to a point where I, uh, I've actually finished the project that I was working on with um, that business. And like, I'm actually best friends with like the owner. Um, we weren't, we weren't before I was hired and then we became best friends. Um, I finished the project and it was like, this is my chance to like finish this job and to actually hustle and to work hard and to get my business going and to put all of my energy and all of my resources into it. So that's what I did. And, um, that's kind of when I started definitely hustling too much. And I, I I didn't understand, I didn't understand hours. I didn't understand pricing. I didn't understand selling or showing up. I didn't understand any of that stuff. So I was doing what I thought that I should do. And I was pushing and hustling and I I don't regret it because it got me to a certain point, which then made me realize, I mean, it's all part of my journey. And now I get to like, make sure that you guys don't do that. Um, so I don't regret it by any means, but it, what it, what it did allow me to focus on was it allowed me to actually make sure that I was really fucking doing my business. I was putting the effort in. There was no fucking safety blankets. I was so out of my comfort zone. And that's important because I had to believe it was going to work. I didn't have the option of it believing it couldn't work. And there were moments where I was like, do I need to get another job? Like there were a hundred percent moments. I remember having a conversation with my dad on the phone and where he even was like, you know, it's a lot of bad things to get out of the job. Like you're allowed to have another job when I go to help you. And I was like, no, like it's not happening. And I, and I was so set on the fact of this is going to work. I know it in my fucking soul. I know it in my heart, that this is going to work. And so if you don't have that kind of self-belief to keep showing up, no amount of like investing or coaches or Instagram ads or whatever are actually going to get you what you want. You have to have that self-belief because that is what keeps you going through. Like I've had two crazy weeks. That's what keeps you going through the crazy weeks when you're tired, X, Y, and Z. Now, do you do that all the time to burn yourself out? No, you have to get to know your body of where your kind of threshold is, but it's part of running your own business. And if you're not okay with that, then you're not going to be able to have a successful business. Like I don't want you guys falling into the illusion of if I want to be a feminine woman and have a successful business, I can just float around all day. You can't do that. And you also don't need to hustle your ass off every day. It's about integrating the two, especially when it comes to your personal life, like making sure that you can really tap out of your brain and tap out of your doing. Like I've had a very doing brain heavy uh, week. And so this weekend, it's like, I know how to tap out of that. I know every night how to get out of my head and into my body. I know how to drop back into my feminine if I'm like a little bit too much in my masculine energy. And that's really important because otherwise you're not going to be able to like have an amazing relationship and personal life and X, Y, and Z, which makes the business success 
not even fucking necessary. Like not even um, just, like you don't you won't ever want it. Uh, Lauren, as you achieve a big goal and you hit a ceiling, how do you prepare for the next bigger up level? That's in MMM level two. I go through all that in that thing. So I'm not going to say it here because that would just not be fair to the people that have bought it. So if you want that, go get level two MMM because I've done all of that in there. Okay. So the next thing also was that um, I was willing to do whatever it took. Like within me, I was so fucking willing to do whatever hours, whatever, whatever projects, whatever I needed to do to get me to that next level. I was willing to do it. I was willing and I still am so willing to get me out of my comfort zone, to do things that kind of feel stressful or to do things that feel like, oh my God, even like logistics and like planning and that kind of stuff I'm like oh but I know that I actually can't now that I'm like here I know that I can't get to that next level um in my business if I don't have those things so that's really important as well another question when you say you knew you had to make it work how did you not go into the masculine out of fear of failing because I wasn't making it work because I was afraid of it not working I was making it work because I knew that it was going to work like it's a different energy I wasn't I wasn't afraid of failing um, I, cause at the end of the day, like you need to be okay with your rock bottom. A lot of people are so afraid of their rock bottom. They're so afraid of failing, but like I've taken, you could do this like with psychedelics, but I've actually just taken clients on this journey, um, when they're like not on any drugs, obviously. And like, I'll take them to their rock bottom and we wait and we sit and I go through some process with them and they're like, Oh, it's actually nothing. And often also guys with rock bottom stuff, this is what's really important. So as you up level, it becomes your new like energetic footprint. Does that make sense? So an energetic imprint, right? So as you hit say a 20K month or 10K month, we'll do 10K. As you hit a 10K month, that becomes your new minimum. So that's kind of your rock bottom anyway. And if you, the thing is, this is the best bit. If you were to ever fall below that, you've made it to the 10K before. So you can make it there again. Like you've done it before, so you can do it again. Does that make sense? So when we're afraid of like, oh, what if I do, what if I take this step? What if I do this thing? And then it fails. It's like, well, you're already here. So you can already get back to here because you've done it once before. So you can do it again. So I'm never afraid of, I don't really, I'm not afraid of like failing because I've taken myself to this level. So I can take myself to this level again. Like if I've made a million dollars, that I can make two. And if I made a million dollars and then I go back down for whatever reason, I can come back up because I've been here before. It's like imprinted into my body. It's a blueprint. It's a standard. And so that's why people that like could be a billionaire and then they go broke, they bounce back up to being a billionaire because they've done it before and it's in their blueprint. So it's like their body knows that it's easy. So if you're afraid of like making the investment or if you're in Baba or if you're afraid of hiring whatever coach, whether it's me or someone else, because you're afraid of then having less money, well, one, I posted on my story yesterday, well, one, you're not seeing how much money you could make out of investing X is the one thing. So that's just you not even like using your fucking brain. Um, and then the, and it's important that you consider like how much money could I make out of X always. Um, and then the other thing also is you're too afraid of going backwards. But the thing is, that's just you not trusting yourself. Like you, if you don't trust yourself, then you like good luck in your business, basically. Like you've got to trust yourself and you've also got to be fucking willing to trust other people to help you. If you're not doing that, like you're not, you're not being the embodiment and the example for other people because other people are clearly buying your shit, whether it's, whether they're buying a candle or whether they're buying your coaching services, if you're not paying for other people's things because you're not valuing yourself and you're not valuing your business's growth, 
then good luck. Like this is the thing. Think of your business almost like a separate person. You got to treat your business as a separate person. And like you would want to invest in like your daughter's mental health or your daughter's growth. So why are you doing that for your business? Like if you want your business to grow, you need to be hiring other people that are better at doing shit than you are so that you can speed things up. If you want to get there faster, hire someone that's already there. I did that. That's what also really helped me. I hired somebody that was already where I wanted to be. And that coach was already where I wanted to be. She was already making five figure months and I hired her. Now, I also want to say that people have made bad investments in coaches and it came up yesterday in the MMM group Zoom call um, of like, I've made a bad investment in a coach before. Like, how do I forget that? Well, one, you need to rewrite it. And that actually, actually that woman that asked that, she's then done Queen Alchemy. So I was like, and she said in the thing, like, it was the best thing ever. And I said to her, I was like, did you get everything out of Queen Alchemy? And she was like, yeah. And I'm like, that's your rewritten story. So like you've rewritten that story by you've gone to someone. And I also want to say, guys, it's really important. So many of us, before we invest in somebody, a part of us says, don't. It happened to me. A part of us says, don't do it. And then our ego gets in the way of like, no, no, but if I invest, it's supposed to make me more money. Now that's then your ego talking of like you being fearful that if you don't invest, X is going to happen. Make sure that you're investing in people where every ounce of your being is like, yes, I trust this person. There is so much authenticity. Authenticity is very important. There is so much authenticity. She's fucking amazing. Like her testimonials, X, Y, and Z, like look at that shit, right? And make sure that they're actually going to give you what you want. And you get clear on what you want. Ask the fucking person whether they're going to give that to you, right? Okay, question... When you say you knew you had to make it work, oh, I already done that one. Okay, um, Melody, do you um, do you think fear of success hinders people too? And if so, why is there, yeah, it is actually a thing. I've got a whole module on fear of success in Baba. Actually, little, really quick thing, I'm just gonna put this here, and then if you want to join Baba, then get that. Um, where we go more into it. And if you're already in there, like you might want to go to that module. Fear of success. Think about it this way: if people ridicule you or tear you down for success or being too much or being too loud or you know oh look at you smarty pants that kind of stuff from school why the fuck would you be successful if you're gonna get like berated for it does that make sense so a lot of people fear success because they fear that they'll then be too much too big ripped down x y and z judged fear of responsibility and so therefore they don't succeed because they actually are afraid that if they succeed x y and z will happen that's what it is okay um the next thing that I wanted to say was that I could feel my future self so I literally would like close my eyes for a second and I could like feel and I could like see the future version of me like wow it was really strong when I was living in Sydney and it was a version of me in New York um and I was just like very my business was thriving and it was full time and I was traveling everywhere and I would I could feel it like it was like it was it was like it was like right here and I could like almost grab it but it was a little bit away that is always such an amazing like sign and feeling to know that you are on the right path and this is your thing. This is your thing. Like if you guys, if you guys are not taking the time to tune in to um, your future self and really being able to feel how close she is, do that because that also gave me the motivation and the gumption and the um, the willingness to keep going because I knew how close she was. So also make sure that you're doing that. And that's also what I did to get me where I am. Um, 
I kind of already said this, but I focus on my why as well. So I focus on my why in business, which is getting people into alignment, clearing trauma, getting women into their feminine and getting men um, like back on their vision, being an amazing man, ecstasy, intimacy, whatever. Anyway, so that is like my mission and my why. And I focus on that. I'm not focusing on external things. I'm not focusing on, oh, I just want to make X amount of money because it will look good. I am focusing on my why. And as the buy, and then the byproduct of my why is that I make a lot of money without trying. So I realized I made a million like a couple months ago. And um and I like realized it like way after it kind of happened. I was like, oh. I made a million dollars. That's cool. Because I'm not obsessing over it. I'm not counting down the numbers or anything. It's not a big deal. Like it is a big deal and that like it's amazing and I can't wait to celebrate it once Corona's over. I want to like go to Greece and pop champagne and because celebration is integration a thousand percent. And it's not the only reason why I'm doing my business. Like nothing has changed in me or my business from me making $900,000 to a million dollars. It's the same me, the same X, Y, and Z. And that's really important because if you start to lose your authenticity, if you start to lose your authenticity when you make more money, like that's not a vibe either. You like, you need to be the same you. And I remember like people treating me differently. Um, after like they realized that I was making like six figures. And I think I posted on my Instagram when I made my first hundred K and then my first two fifty. And I remember like some of my friends treating me and they weren't close friends, like treating me a little bit differently. And it like fucked me off. Cause I'm like, I'm the exact same me. Like nothing has changed. I'm still fucking crazy and psycho as I was a year ago. So, um, okay, cool. Yeah. So Lauren, when you can feel that next level in your business and you can feel how close it is, like you need to make sure that you're then taking the leaps of faith to get you there. Otherwise, it's just going to be fucking hanging there. And you're never going to you're never going to make it work. Um, the next thing also was that I hired people where I wanted. I hired people that were where I wanted to be in my business. I already said that one. So I hired coaches that were already the version of me I wanted to be. So they were making X amount that I wanted to make. Or they were traveling like I wanted to travel. Or they were talking at events like I wanted to talk at events. I hired people that were the embodiment of what I wanted to be doing. And that's really fucking important. Um, cause you want someone that's like your inspiration because you're going to be in their energetic like field for however many months. So if you're hiring someone based on how you think that you should hire, that's not a vibe. You want to be hiring someone guys, when it comes to coaches, that is, you want to be hiring and investing your money into a place where you want their energy. Because at the end of the day, when you're working with me or whatever, when you're working with someone, you're literally accessing their energy a lot. And that's amazing, right? Except if you're investing in someone's energy that you don't want to be in. So you need to make sure that you're investing in people where you're like, I literally just want to be in her energy and I'm literally paying to be in her energy. I pay people to be in their my, their energy. Like that's what you want to be doing. Hi, Britt. That's what you want to be doing. Okay. Um, next thing that I wanted to mention um, I already said that one. Don't stop investing because of bad investments that you made previously because um, that's just going to hinder your growth. Like there are going to be shitty coaches out there. There are there are shitty everybody. There's shitty doctors, there's shitty police, there's shitty coaches, there's shitty therapists, there's shitty everybody. It's like shitty interior designers. But you can't then just like stop investing in therapists or high bitch tits. Um, <laughs> you can't stop investing in uh therapists or coaches or healers or whatever because you've had one bad experience this is again what I was saying towards the beginning of like if you've had one bad experience with a coach or a therapist or whatever like I bet you a million bucks I bet you a million dollars that um that there was a part of you that said oh 
and you went anyway because you weren't listening to your intuition. And whenever I've asked somebody that, like whenever I've asked a client that, they're like, you are so right, right? You are so right. So you need to make sure that every single part of your being is like, yes. Um, okay. And also, and also I'll say like with every investment, I don't even believe that you can make like you can really fuck up an investment because there would have been something that you learned. And even if that thing was that you learned, that you learned, uh, that you learned to trust your intuition more and to listen to that like little bit of she's not your girl, um, even if that's what you learned from making the wrong investment, then that's what you learned from making the wrong investment. And that's also fine. Okay, so you still would have learned something. So if you need to forgive that person, forgive them for the fact of, sorry, if you need to let go of that person because you're holding on to like resentment, forgive them via what you learned, right? I ha- It happened to me and I met like my best friend. So I'm glad that I made that investment. Um, okay, what else? Um, okay, I've held my vision and I prioritize my energy. Always, always, always. I'm always holding my vision and then like the next vision and the next vision. And it's, and I will also say, someone asked me this of like, what if you don't know like little manifestations, but you just have some really, really big ones. That's fine. Like I actually don't really know what like, some things are that I want exactly this year per se. Like I know I want to do a TED talk, but I purposely don't want to do it this year because this year for me is actually about not growing rapidly. That was last year and I'll do it again next year. This year for me, the intention and things obviously changed with Corona. The intention was actually more to sit in what I've already made and to learn how to fucking enjoy life and not only run a business. That was my intention for this year. So it's not my intention to do a TED talk this year but it's definitely my intention to do one next year so even if you don't know little like monthly goals that's fine just hold the vision because the universe knows what you need to do and what's right in between now and then and like even with this actually as well so um like sometimes I like logistically it could be like oh like your neck not your next logistical step Logistically, your next step should be to now invest here or to hire this or to do this. But I don't do things based on like logistically where I am in my business. I do things based on what I feel. So like logistically, I could have hired a PR team last year, but I I didn't feel really ready. And then it's kind of been on my radar for a little bit, like for quite a while this year. And then it really got really heavy, really strong and quite loud. And there was a couple of things that came in that made me just go, fuck, I need someone else to do this. Like I need someone else to do PR. Um, and they were my signs of like, now you're ready to do it, Monica. So go and hire somebody. So if you're not already aware of this, Baba 2.0 was out guys and time is running out for you to join. It is the last round of 2020 and you will have to wait until April next year. So if you haven't already jumped on it, get on it or just send me a DM and let's chat. Like there is no pressure to join by you doing a discovery call or by sending me a DM. So do that. And remember that it is a combination of juicy three hour long live Zoom calls every month, plus over 14 hours of amazing content. Seriously, this is going to make running your business the easiest, most delicious, feminine flowy thing ever. And it's going to help you to create an authentic business that lasts a lifetime. None of this short shit where it's like, oh, create a course overnight or like 10K in a day. No, no, no. We are playing the long-term game and I'm giving you guys so many tools and strategies. Like even this week, I've been thinking more of more things to add and they're going to be added in there. So if you're not already in there or if you haven't already DM'd me, make sure you do that right now 
I'll just pause this, send me a DM saying you're interested and we can chat and see if it's a good fit. And there's obviously no pressure to join. I just want to see if it's a good fit for you. So like, I also make sure that, um, that I'm not taking the logistically correct steps. That's not even right, the right English, whatever you, you guys know what I mean. I'm not logistically taking the correct steps exactly for where I am in my business. If you look at it from like a strategy perspective, but I'm doing it from like a feelings perspective. Like I'm now ready to do this. I'm now ready like in my body to hold the capacity of PR. I'm now ready to focus my energy towards that. Whereas like two months ago, it just would have stressed me out more. So making sure is I also make sure that I'm doing everything from like an energetic space and from energetic alignment alignment, not just from like my head and strategy and X, Y, and Z. Um, and I prioritize my energy always, right? So like I prioritize the energy of like where I'm living. And I talk about this in level one magic money manifestation, if you don't have it, um, of like knowing your number one priority with money. And so I know mine and it's comfort and what it's comfort. And so I know that with my, that with maintaining good energy, I need to be living in a gorgeous house or apartment. I need to be making sure there's lots of natural light, that there's open spaces, that there's big windows. I can't be too hot. You guys know if I'm too hot with no like air I get so fucking grumpy. Um, I also like need to make sure that I'm comfortable and I feel safe. So hence I fly business class because then my knee's more comfortable. If you don't know about my knee, you can listen to it on my podcast. I know that my knee's more comfortable because I know that if I was to fly economy on a long haul flight, I would get off the plane with a sorest knee and I'd be so fucking cranky. And I know that I need my sleep. And then I, I know that I can get a lot of work done and manifest a lot of things when I'm sitting in business class, but in economy, I don't feel that vibration. And that's really important. And I've seen how being in those environments affects me in terms of upping my energy and then like um, it positively affecting my business. But for other people and other clients, it actually doesn't affect them whether they're staying in a really beautiful house or like an average house. And so that's not their number one need. So I also make sure that, um, that my energy is always in alignment and I'm looking after my energy all the time. That might mean sleeping more or having a nap or booking in with coaches or doing energy clearings or doing Reiki. Like all of those things are really, really important. And even the clothes that I buy, like are they high vibe clothes? Like I'm quite cautious of that stuff as well. Um, okay. The next one, this is super important. The next one, everybody listen, I honored people's disbelief in me, but I didn't let it dictate me. I'm going to say that again. I honored people's disbelief in me, but I didn't let it dictate me. Okay. So what I mean by this is that when you're telling people that you're a period coach, this is like before I got really into my feminine stuff and trauma. When you're telling people that you're a, that you're a period coach, people can kind of raise an eyebrow and go, you're making money out of that? Like what? And so people can have disbelief around your goals, your aspirations, the business model that you want to be having or what you're doing or teaching or selling or whatever. People can have disbelief. Now you can honor them for their disbelief and say like, that's you and that's totally fine, but you cannot let it dictate your actions and then how you believe in yourself. Because Good fucking luck to you if you need every single Joe Blow, Sally and Susan to tell you you're enough, you're enough, you're enough, you're enough and that we believe in you. Because I can tell you right now that if you're wanting success, you are also going to have a fuck ton of haters and you have to be okay with that. And if you don't believe in yourself and back yourself a million percent, you're not going to go where you want to go because you're going to let the haters bring you down. Like um, during like the height of the BLM stuff, like two weeks ago, I had a fucking terrible case that needed, I, I literally had to like phone a lawyer, um, of like online harassment. Right now it was really, it was really like scary and not a vibe at all. But at the end of the day, 
it's really important that you believe in yourself and you back yourself and that you are like so anchored in your choices, your beliefs and don't second guess them because you will have people that literally their idea of an orgasm is bullying others. Like it's, it's inevitable that there's going to be people that literally like, like literally get off on pulling other people down and you will be one of them. And that doesn't mean that you have to have a lot of haters, but you will have them because you literally can't please everybody. And if you are trying to please everybody, you're never going to please yourself. And if you're trying to please everybody, you're not going to get success. What's that? What's that phrase? What's that quote of like, um, like nice guys, nice girls don't make history. It's kind of true of like, if you're always uh, 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 like, like, yes, whatever you say, whatever you say, whatever you say to everybody, you're, you're never going to have someone being like fucking preach to what you've said, because that like, when I say something where all of you guys are like, preach, 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 that is going to also have the other extreme, a little bit of a polarity. It's also going to have the other, other extreme people being like, what the fuck? But because I focus on those of you that are like, thank you for saying what we're all too afraid to say. Just like that um, podcast with Olivia and I of like bringing to light that, um, you know, Instagram is generally pretty one-sided. That kind of stuff. Like it's scary, but it also is what makes a good leader. And it's also what brings success. What brings success is you being you feeling safe within your own body and your own energy to get the fuck out of your comfort zone and to speak, share, and like declare things that feel really true to you because it's going to resonate for other people. And then those people become like part of your fan base basically. And there's always going to be people that don't agree with what you say. There's always going to be that. So just honor that. Um, and like, it takes a lot of courage. It takes courage, but that also comes with vulnerability. Um, okay. The next thing I also want to say in terms of more like a businessy things. So I nailed, I've seen this one before where a business coach, business coaches, they, I feel like they try and get their clients to make a lot of money in a short amount of time. Cause it looks good on them. And they tell them to just create a group program like overnight. But guys, if you haven't nailed your one-on-ones, don't create a group program all of a sudden. Like this is really important. So when I did my first group program, I'd already had a lot of testimonials and like six months it was about of like solid one-on-one clients where my calendar was too full. So I had gotten to a point where I could not keep doing one-on-one. And that's why I made group programs. Um, and now I obviously do a blend of both and it's actually like turned out where like group programs, depending on the person, can sometimes actually be better for a person than one-on-one. Beside the point, point being is I don't like it when I see coaches being like, oh, let's just do, let's just do a group program X, Y, and Z for you. But they've literally barely coached anybody one-on-one. Like, how does that work? How are you going to get somebody? How are you going to fill a group coaching container? If you haven't even done the experience of one-on-one coaching and don't even have the testimonials and like the social proof and the like energy within yourself to know that you can really coach because group coaching is completely different to one-on-one. Like it's it's a different vibe. Um, and it's a different way of, of coaching. Like it takes, it's completely different. So I would also recommend, I would also say like, so my, my group programs obviously is what makes me a lot of money as well, because I can take a lot of people. I don't have to like literally die on my deathbed because I'm working so hard. Um, cause I couldn't make, I couldn't make this amount of money if I only had one-on-one. Well, I could make this amount of money if I only had one-on-one clients, but I wouldn't, I would have to then charge a fuck ton more for one-on-ones. Uh, and I love doing their groups. Anyway, beside the point, point being is, um, if you haven't nailed your one-on-one coaching and you haven't like filled it out over and over again, and you don't have a fuck ton of testimonials, don't just think you can start creating a group program. It's completely different. The marketing, the marketing, the selling, everything is so fucking different. Um, 
they're amazing. I love my group programs. They're like my favorite fucking thing, but it's different. So don't fall into that trap of thinking if I create a group program, I'll make a lot of money because you need to also firstly, Hey Amy, you need to firstly nail your one-on-one coaching. If you're a coach or if you're like a whatever, like just take, take whatever, take whatever of that relates to your business. Um, okay. Also I learned how to fucking sell. If you don't know how to sell with authenticity, if you don't know how to sell with ease and flow and grace and not manipulation, you need to join Baba. You need to fucking work on that shit, right? Hi, Amy. Um, so if you don't know how to sell, please fucking fix that shit because selling can act. I feel like people get really afraid of selling and they hate selling. Selling's fucking easy. Selling is you being you. It should be you being you, right? Um, when people say to me like, oh my God, I've had the biggest launch. I'm just like so exhausted. I'm like, what were you doing? I don't get tired from launches. Like that's just like normal, right? It's just like I'm running a business because I do not believe selling and launching and whatever has to be this exhausting process. It should be fucking easy because if you're selling something from your heart space and from your soul that you just like channeled through and I show you guys how to channel through your offerings and I show you how to do create offerings and pricing and all that stuff and Baba, if you are doing all that kind of stuff from your soul, it gets to be fucking easy and it will be fucking easy. It's not a battle. It's not hard because you're not using your head. It just like comes from you really naturally. So if you don't know how to sell, then you need to know how to sell and we do a shit ton of it in Baba. Um, and I show you guys how to create your offer, um, channel your offerings, channel pricings, all that jazz. Okay. Next thing I wrote down, I've already done that one. Oh no, actually kind of, so not really. So I don't focus on how I'll make X amount per month. I just know it'll happen. And I focus on my energy. So like if someone like literally, if someone said to me, like, can you actually one time someone did in a live, can you like map out how you make 80 K a month? And I'm like, no, because I literally don't fucking understand. Like I literally, I'm just like, how like I literally, and I, and I love that. It's like the magic of it. It's just like, I hold that vision. I hold what I want. I want this amount of impact, right? Or this is my energetic minimum. And it just happens. It literally happens naturally. Maybe I channel through a random offering. Maybe I channel through doing like a sale of something or adding in something rather. And it will just like, it's not out of logic. I literally don't plan my months out of logic or like, if I want to make this much a month, I got to work backwards. I actually, that shit, like dr- just thinking about that gives me like a headache. Like I don't do that. Um, I focus on the vision and then it happens naturally because I'm just like in alignment and I'm an energetic match for that. This is a really key thing. Like the only reason why you haven't got X in your business isn't because it's not possible for you. It's because you actually are not an energetic match for that version of you. And you haven't taken the steps that you know your next level version of you did. And I said this one time in a live when I was in Ibiza last year this time, I'm going to say it again. So when I hired my first manager, I didn't hire her at the point where I was like, oh my God, I'm drowning. I fucking need her, needed her. I hired her at the point where I was like, my, if I want to hit my next level, my next level version has a manager. Therefore, I need one right now. My next level version has a PR team. Therefore, I need one right now. My next level version of me has so-and-so. Therefore, I need it right now. Because if I want to get to that next level, I need to do this. Or my next level self invests in this thing or goes to this three-day training or whatever it is. And so I need to do that right fucking now if I want to hit my next level self. So if you want to hit your next level self and your next level self has an amazing coach or has done all the inner work because you haven't done fucking any inner work right now, why do you think that you're going to get to your next level if you haven't already done that stuff now? You need to do that stuff now to get to your next level. So I actually want you, any business owners, any coaches, any interior designers, any graphic designers, any um, event planners, anybody, jewelry designers, anybody that's running a business right now, because I do product and services in Baba. If you know that your next level self 
would be investing in Baba or a business coach or me or whatever it is, or doing the inner work, doing trauma healing, coming, like doing Queen Alchemy, whatever it is, why aren't you doing it now? Because like you're actually being a fucking bitch to yourself if you're not doing it now because you are sabotaging your next level. Like you are so in fear. And if you keep, if, like this is the thing guys, I've said it a million times. If you keep living in fear, you are not going to get to your next level. You have to trust yourself. You have to trust yourself to get to the next level. You have to trust your intuition. You got to trust that guidance. So you need, if you want to be successful, you have to love getting out of your comfort zone. I fucking love getting out of my comfort zone. It literally makes me excited and happy and like energized really. Okay. So next thing, um, okay. I've also taken, I kind of mentioned this before. I'm going to say it again. I've also taken the pressure off myself to like, keep growing, keep growing, keep growing, keep growing. I've taken that pressure off myself. Um, and instead I step up when it's quite loud and I need to. So I, like I said before, this year for me is really more about like reaping what I've sown, um, and being able to enjoy life and learn how to like integrate more of my personal life with my business and have more of that balance. Right. So I don't feel the need this year to be like, I don't have to be like, go, 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 go. Cause I feel like so many people, they just keep growing. They keep going. Not because it's like, not because they necessarily want to, because they think that they have to, because they think that they have to keep growing. And if they stop for a second, they're going to go backwards. No, you don't have to always be growing at rapid pace. You can also like take a step back and just like enjoy what you've already like gifted yourself with, or you can actually enjoy, um, like what you've already created for yourself. You don't have to always be growing and growing and growing. Um, so also just like honoring that within you of like, if you have gotten to a really big level, amazing. You don't then need to keep pushing and hustling and growing. You're also allowed to just like sit and reap the rewards. And that's kind of what I've been doing this year. Um, and obviously I've hired this PR team, which is going to go to the next level, but I'm not like feeling the need to be like, and pushing really hard. Um, everything will flow in when it needs to. And like hiring this PR team came in very, very loud after a long time of mulling it over. So that's why I made that choice. Oh fuck. I've like torn a muscle. Um, okay. The next one, uh, I've already said that one and then, oh yeah. So also this is really important with authentic authenticity. And I do a lot on authenticity and like feminine leadership, which like a lot of it in Baba, um, cause it's so important. I don't copy other people or what they are doing or saying. I do me. I stay in my own lane. This is super important because overconsumption is a fucking thing. So I don't do things based on, oh, hold on. I don't do things based on what other people are doing. I don't copy what other people are doing. I don't copy other people's offers. I don't copy any of that. I don't copy the way they structure their business or how they're doing things. I stay in my own fucking lane. Like, because if you're doing something that someone else is doing because you are like copying them, one, that's plagiarism, but two, it's actually so inauthentic and inauthenticity doesn't get you fucking shit and it won't get you long-term, long-term sustainable growth and it will not make you magnetic. Now, if you want that long-term sustainable growth where you're not going high, low, high, low, or just like high for a while and then burn out, it's so obvious when someone's imitating 
Amy and I have this conversation all the time. It's so obvious that someone's imitating. If you're not actually playing business for the long term, like just leave, right? Because like you're not helping yourself, you're not helping anybody else. You need, I, I would, I would advise you and I would invite you guys to make sure that you are like, I want to play the long-term game. I am looking at long-term fucking success. And if you're looking at long-term success, don't try and find a quick fix. Do things that feel good to you and be fucking authentic. Because do you know what is the biggest energy drain for you? And therefore, like you'll just burn yourself out and also not be a vibe to any of your clients or customers or whatever is trying to be somebody else. Do you know what makes running my business so fucking easy and not draining? The fact that I am so me. Like things that people, people always say to me when they meet me um, in real life, fuck you are the exact same as on Instagram stories. And I'm like, yeah, as if I fucking wouldn't be like, it's concerning to me that people are obviously so different offline. Like literally I'm the same fucking person. Um, so if you are not being authentic to yourself, like you're not doing yourself a favor because you're going to burn out. Your business is not going to be thriving long-term. You won't have a business long-term is the bottom line. Um, and you're going to be so energetically drained and like, it's fucking obvious. That's also not a vibe. So please make sure that like number one thing that you are being authentic to yourself, um, and you are showing up as you because that's attractive to people. People want to be around real fucking people. People don't like fake people. Well, I don't like fake people. Um, okay. Any questions, guys, that we have for the last 10 minutes before I go? Any questions? Yeah, it's not magnetic. When I've read people's sales pages and I'm like, oh, where'd you get this one from? I'm like, it's not magnetic. It's not you. Like, it's, I don't even know why they're writing it because I'm like, you can't even do this. You, you, you don't even know how to do this shit. Why is it on your sales page? So like, that's just super important. Um, any questions, guys, about any of this? That's everything that I wrote down. Um, yeah. Anything else? No questions. And also, actually, I'll also say, um, remember as well, like everything, not everything. Sometimes I hate it when people are like, oh, how is it mirroring you? I'm like, fuck off. There's no mirror here. He's being a dick. Um, but remember also that like there is a mirror. So like, for example, I had someone yesterday um, in the MMM Zoom call if like, if you're doing, if, if you find that people are showing up to your discovery calls, for example, just trying to get free information or, or if your customers are trying to get like free shit all the time, how are you doing that to other people? Or if you find people are like, um, people just trying to like get, you yeah, basically get free stuff, they get free information through you and then use it for their own business or whatever. How are you doing that to other people? Okay, Jessica, what if I've made an investment in a course in which they advertise about creating a course overnight? Well, okay, I'm just going to be really cutthroat. Literally, Jessica, how the fuck could you make a course overnight? It's taken me over a month to make Baba. Like, I like that. That's just like when I hate when people do this on and everyone's it's like your own choice. Baba. I don't like when people put out these courses of like make a course overnight or like 10K in a day. It's like you, you then put so much scarcity like for your clients, put so much scarcity of like, I have to make 10K in a day. What if I don't? Oh my God, it's not working. And it's like, no, 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 it's still working, right? But you also want to make 10K or you want to make a course in a way that feels good. Like if I tried to make a course overnight, well, one, the course would be like one module long and two, it wouldn't be fucking good. It would not be good. So I don't, I don't, I mean, I would look, if you, if you want to get a refund, look at their refund policy. 
Um, but I don't like that about advertising, creating a course overnight, because literally, let's think about logically, guys, like how could you create a high quality course overnight? Maybe you can create like a fucking PDF download, but that's about it. Should I just adapt and integrate my feminine now that I've made the investment? Um, yeah, I would take what maybe you've learnt from it or whatever, but I wouldn't be pushing it to create it overnight. I mean, if it gives you guys any indication, like Baba is 52 modules and it's taken me over a month to create. Plus I've included like, like some of the hour or hour and a half or two hour long videos from previous rounds of Baba in there as well. Like, so I didn't even have to record that, that kind that those hours, like it would have probably been like, it's probably about five hours of videos, maybe six, from previous rounds of Baba that I pulled in for extra content. And then what's six times what's six minus fourteen? Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Okay. Then there's thirteen hours that I had to record. So that shit does I mean I don't even sleep for thirteen hours. So like couldn't make that one overnight. So you might be able to make a two module course, but like you couldn't make anything else. So if that gives you any indication, it takes a lot of time to make a really good course. And also Jessica, what I would also say just on the course thing as well, um, please also, I'm just gonna say this because like it's fucking true. And like, yes, you can get people buying an evergreen course. Um, but if you're in the beginning stages of your business, I wouldn't recommend making evergreen courses. I wouldn't recommend doing it. Um, I really recommend, like I said before, you need to be focusing on one-on-one -on -one stuff and you need to get them under your belt um, before you start making courses. I mean, now I have evergreen courses and they work, um, but when people think they can survive off evergreen courses, when they've got like a small following and they just started in their business, it's generally like from a rational side, no. From like an energetic, okay, yeah, manifest, but like from a rational side, no. You need to be focusing on one-on-one -on -one Zoom call clients because people want the high touch point. They don't necessarily want a, um, a course, especially if they don't really fully trust you already. And if you're in the beginning stages of your business, if, they're, if you're in the beginning stages of your business, you probably haven't built enough of the no like and trust factor. I've got so much no like and trust factor that when I'm selling like MMM, and it's like a pre-recorded course or whatever, there's no question asked to people because like they know, they already trust me to like deliver the information. Um, okay, next question. What is your number one tip to grow your business to where you grew it? Sorry, we said this earlier, join a bit later. Oh, I don't even have a number one. So I would say, um, I'm gonna show you your name's Chrissy. I would say Chrissy, just go back and rewatch this or listen to the podcast when I put it out next week because I don't have number one. I don't have a number one tip whatsoever. Um, it's been like a combination of everything that's, I know it's not helpful to you, but like, that's just the truth. It's been multiple things. Um, Melody. Okay. What's the line between following what's true to yourself and doing what's right for you in the moment? E.g. continuing, continuing job. I love and climate change policy. Fuck yeah. But I know in the future continued, I don't want to be in a masculine world. I want to move to Bali and teach. Well, okay. So if it's serving you now, then keep going. Because we all, we change, we evolve. Like guys, I used to be like an amazing sewer. Like I still probably am. I used to like sew wedding dresses and hand bead. And that served me in that moment. You know, I, I didn't know whether I wanted to do it long-term, but I kept going with that because as I kept doing what was in alignment for me at that moment, I then found this thing. And if I was trying to look everywhere instead of doing what really served me in that moment, I don't know whether I would have found this. Do you know what I mean? So I would say, Melody, that... 
um, that if you love the job in climate change, keep going because you don't know. You could be doing climate change policy from your laptop in Bali. You could be teaching people. I've got goosebumps. You could be teaching people about climate change or about policy or whatever from Zoom calls in Bali. So you don't know what's going to happen. Don't fall into the trap of thinking like that you can't have all of that in one job. If you love climate change policy, then I would say keep going with it if it's serving you right now. And when it stops serving you, then the other thing that's next on your list and next on your journey will then come in really, really easily. Trust that, okay? Um, amen. Okay, what do you think about getting a loan when there's not enough funds for something, a course or whatever? Do you believe or think that you're going to get something out of it? Do you believe or think that you're going to... So this is what I was kind of saying before, um, Andrea, and I would go back and re-listen if you missed this about trusting your intuition. So um, this is helpful. Thanks. Okay, great. No worries. Um, you guys are all welcome. So I've had, um, people that have like gotten loans and then like, it's been amazing because obviously they got all the money back. It also meant that they could have like a longer payment plan if they needed to. So certification girls have done that where they've gotten a loan so they can have like a really long payment plan. I've, I've had people do that for like, um, coaching programs and whatnot. This is the key thing that I want you guys to anchor into. If every cell in your body, let's pretend that you want to invest in me. If every cell in your body is like, I need Monica, I know that she is going to get me where I need to go. And I know that I fucking need her and I trust her, but more so I trust myself to show up, do the work, ask the questions and go where I don't want to go in terms of like trauma or whatever, then it's going to be worth it. If you are thinking, oh, this person looks good to invest in, or I should get this out of it. That's where you want to be careful because that's where like your ego is kind of coming in a little bit. Um, so I would say, Andrea, that if you're wanting to get a loan for an investment where every fucking cell of your body is like, yes, 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 yes. I know that I am going to explode after this. I know that I'm going to get every single thing that I need out of this and it's going to be worth every fucking penny. Then if it feels expansive for you, get a loan, right? If it feels expansive, um, if it feels like, maybe I'll get what I need out of this person, maybe they'll help me, then I wouldn't be investing in that person because you're not 100% secure in it and you need to be secure in the money that you're spending um, because if you if you come into a coaching container with so much fear around money, you're actually going to block yourself from getting the results, if that makes sense, because you'll be like, am I getting them? Am I getting them? And you'll be so focused on getting results that you won't get the results because you'll be so in your head about the money. So you need to like, if you can get the loan, trust yourself and then be fully like present and centered with coaching, then, um, then you're going to get your results. But if you're super obsessed about the money that you've spent and like looking for, like, have I got the results? Have I got the results? You're actually not going to create them because you're actually in a place of scarcity energetically. And so you'll block yourself from accessing trauma and for trusting yourself to release trauma. And then like for trusting me as well, that will be blocked. And therefore you're like blocking the process. So that makes sense. Um, Sarah, Keep having people book in for a consultation. Okay. You keep having people book in for consultation calls and not turn up. I'm putting out that energy. Um, so that's really bad. And yes, you might be putting out that energy, but also like there's also a component of um, when you do consultation calls, do you have like, is there any skin in the game? So like now I charge for consultation calls, but that took me like well over a year to do that. So I'm not saying that you have to do that right now by any means, guys, because that took me a while. And I do that now because I just like don't have time to do free discovery calls like whatsoever. Um, but what was I going to say? But what I would also be saying, 
thing, Sarah, is that like, do you have a questionnaire that people, um, do you have a questionnaire that people have to fill out before they book in with you? Because they need to put time in, then there needs to be some time that they have to put in because if they can't even fill out a 10 minute questionnaire, then they're not really going to show up. But if, 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 you, if you can just make time the investment, that also really works. That will, that, that should lower your level. If it's not energetic stuff, if it's just like, if it's just rational, then, um, that should lower the uh, not showing up rate um, because they've put their time, they've invested their time into filling out this like form on your website or whatever. Um, and then I would also make sure that like you're not tolerating that energetically. So in your energy, you can't be tolerating that. Just like I'm really good with boundaries. And like I've said it a couple times on my lives, on my stories and whatever. So it happens very rarely. It generally will happen with like a new follower and I correct them. When someone calls me Mon, people used to always call it to me and I put up that boundary of like, my name is not fucking Mon, it's Monica. Um, so that's kind of there now. And a lot of people don't really call me that. They now call me Monica. Um, and then if someone's new, they may call me that because like their friend is called Monique generally, like Monique's more popular than Monica and they call her friend Monique. So they call me Monique. So, um, that's also like making sure that your boundaries are like in your energy, which we do in Baba as well is super important. Same with like, I know Isla, you mentioned yesterday in, in the call of, in MMM of like wondering to not, how to not have people friend zone you in DMs. Um, that's also really important. Um, and we do a lot of that in Baba because like, I don't tolerate that shit. Um, okay guys, I've got to go any last little questions. I know your queen of boundaries, difference between putting a boundary in place versus being too harsh and reading it wrong. That's in Baba. That's, we do that in Baba and Queen Alchemy. Boundaries are a long fucking thing of like how to explain them, the energy of it, like warmth, um, like warmth, curiousness, all that kind of stuff. So I would join one of those programs, Lauren. I know you're a long time follower. So maybe you want to join one of those programs. Um, you're very welcome, Sarah. Um, actually that's something else I'm going to say to you guys is the last thing. And it's going to be a trigger warning, trigger warning. If any of you guys have been following me for a really fucking long time and you know, like that I know my shit and that I'm amazing. Um, I question you of like, and there's no shame in this. Like I want you to question yourself. What is it? Oh, I'm about to get clocked out. Last question, last thing. What is it? Like why actually I'm going to say why, which you don't always say in coaching. Why have you not made the leap to then invest? in one of my programs. If you've been a long time follower and it could just be because you don't actually need the help, that's fine. But I actually want you guys to ask, is it because you're wanting free, free, free? That's not going to be helpful to your fucking clients. They're going to mirror that to you. Um, is it because like, what, like, what are the reasons? Are you too afraid to message me and just like, see if it is the right fit, whatever it is. So like trigger, if you're a long time follower, because I know those of you that are, cause I can fucking see you all the time. Um, if you're a long time follower, what has stopped you very welcome, Isla, what has stopped you from taking that leap? Because like, you guys know that I'm fucking good at my job. I don't sit here and just like give you guys bullshit answers. Um, so I'm going to leave it with that. I've got one minute remaining. Thank you all so much for joining. I'm going to record this. No, this is already as a podcast. Um, so I will see you guys next week. Everybody have an amazing weekend. Relax, recharge, recharge. I'm going to put this on my IGTV for anyone that needs to go back to the beginning and rewatch it. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you got lots of chicken nuggets out of today's episode. I would be really, really grateful if you'd be able to leave me a review and a star rating that you think is appropriate, hopefully five. And if you could share this podcast so that I can help more women live a life of flow and ease, I would be so fucking grateful. Make sure you tag me in it on Instagram so I can personally thank you because I know so many of my clients 
have found me literally because their friends have posted about my podcast on their Instagram story. And I just want to help as many women as possible. So by you sharing it, I would be so fucking grateful. And I'm sure your friends would be too. If you do want to welcome me, please do check out my website for all those details. And of course, you can DM me on Instagram with any other questions. If you have any podcast things you want me to talk about, any ideas, any feedback, I am always open to it. And I always love hearing what you guys have to say. So please don't hesitate about that either. I will catch you on the flip side. Have an amazing day or night wherever you are. 